0: I have to come to that place in my own life when I recognize my need for Christ. I recognize my need for a Savior, and I recognize my own sin and my inability to measure up to the standards that God has set for us. Amen? And in the Bible it says in Romans... That we have all sinned and what? Fallen short short of the glory of God. We have all sinned. We have been maybe, you know, like like myself, I was raised in a Christian home, and even though I was raised in a Christian home, I still sin. Even though I'm a pastor, I still sin. I still need the blood of Jesus Christ. And so that we all... Start at the same place. Some of us will never finish the race. Paul likens our walk of faith to a race. All right? And the kind of race that he's talking about is, is a race of running. Back back in those times. Running was a big big thing back then, you know, and, and in Greece and in the surrounding areas, that was very um, big in in the competitions that they would have and and things like that and paul likens our walk of faith to a race and this race is won by training this race is won by constant effort this race is won with perseverance amen and some of us get tired running the race and we will give up. We, we know people like that. We've, we've all seen people that come to Christ and <clears throat> Jesus talks about it in a parable. And you remember the parable of the sower, right? And, and Jesus said some, some of the seeds that the farmer was sowing, well, they fell on on the path right and and they were trampled and the birds came and picked them up other seeds fell um, in rocky soil and they sprang up quick but they had no roots others fell among weeds and they grew up but the weeds choked them out and then there was the seeds that landed on fertile soil and those seeds produced good fruit and in the same way we as christians we start on this walk of faith In a sense, we're walking with Jesus through our lives a walk of faith, as it were, okay? And we walk this walk of faith, and some that start out alongside of us may not be there for long, yeah? Whatever things in their lives will come and deter them or discourage them or scare them from keeping, and enduring. In Revelations, it talks a lot about he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Not everyone who starts the race finishes. Yeah? Have you ever seen the movie McFarland USA? Any of you? That's a gr- Nobody's seen that movie. A few of you. That's a great movie. Kevin Costner... And uh, you'll like that movie. It's a good family movie, and uh, it's got a great message. And um, I like Kevin Kastner anyways. Yeah, we did. We did show it here at the church. That's right. Um, so if you haven't seen that movie, go see it. It's, it's a good movie. Rent it. Um, but in this movie, there's people that are in this race. In this race, um, other schools that were in cross-country... Um, which is running not around a track, it's running the countryside, basically, okay, Um, in a small area. And these people, these students that were running this race were just starting their team against area schools that had been doing it for a long, long time. And so they were at a disadvantage, okay? And the first meet that they had, which is like the first game, the first meet, first um, meeting of different schools together, they did okay until it came to running the hills. When it came to running the hills, they got beat really bad. And it was because they hadn't trained for those hills. They had been training on flat land. All right. But the other teams knew that there was going to be hills involved. And so they trained for those hills. And when it came time for those hills, this one team, McFarland, USA, they got beat really bad. And so what the coach did, Kevin Costner, he, without giving away the whole thing, he trained them to death almost on these hills. All right. He made them run those hills and when everybody else got to those hills and they're already tired and they would just start you know the other teams would where they were doing well before his team now excelled at these hills okay and so when it got time where his team got to these hills they will double their pace where everybody else would really strain they gave it the gas all right And when they did that, all the other teams are like, you're not going to be able to keep that up. You're not going to be able to keep that up. But they did because they had trained for it. Had they not trained to meet the challenge of those hills, they wouldn't have been able to keep up that pace. They wouldn't have been able to endure it. But their coach knew what needed to happen. And so he trained them, though they squawked and they spit and sputtered and whined and threw their hands up and everybody wanted to quit, he made them keep going. He somehow kept them together. And that's how they won, by running those hills with perseverance and training. In the same way, in our lives, we run this race with endurance, with perseverance, with passion, and yes, It's not easy. It's never easy. Okay? It's life. Bad things happen. Uh, The storms come in our lives. And and yet, yet, we hold on to Christ Jesus for all that we're worth. Our finances may not go the way that we plan. Do we give up? No, we do not give up. Right? Right? Our physical health may not go the way that we plan. Do we give up because we didn't get what we wanted from God? No, we do not. A loved one may die unexpectedly. Do we give up because we feel that God betrayed us in some way? No, we do not. We trust him. And you can fill in the blanks with all these different scenarios, right? Right? But when it comes down to it, when the rubber meets the proverbial road, we have to endure. We have to train. So what does it mean to train ourselves? Well, we train ourselves by praying. We train ourselves by reading the Word. We train ourselves by being in church. We train ourselves by coming to men's and ladies' functions. We train ourselves by being here for Wednesday night and so on and so forth. All these these things are all training. And you know what? The trials in our lives are training as well. Yeah? And it's never easy, right? It's never easy. But we hold on. We trust. We endure. We persevere. Yeah? And all of these things are bringing out of us purity, strength, stick to Yeah? Stick to itiveness. You ever hear that? A tenacity. And that's what it takes to be a Christian. It takes some tenacity. That bulldog sort of a uh, mentality that I'm not giving up, no matter what the cost. I'm not giving up because I've found the truth. (laughs) <laughs> I've found the truth of what Jesus is. And the Bible says, you will know the truth and what? <clears throat> the truth will set you free. And we're not talking about honesty here. We're talking about the truth of Jesus Christ. Yeah, let's make that very clear. The world uses that scripture very flippantly that the, tell the truth and the truth will set you free. That's not what that means at all. It means Jesus is the truth. Amen. If you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Jesus Amen. will set you free. Amen? Amen. Yes. I don't know where you are in your life today. And uh, I'm glad that Jody was sharing about uh, worshiping and stuff because I've been feeling the last few days like worship is a weapon. Yes, is. Worship is a weapon. When you come in here, To church on Sunday morning. Church is a place that promotes and makes, uh, presents you with the opportunity, okay, to worship, to make friends, uh, to learn about the Bible, yeah, And, and maybe to lay down some burdens, things like that. Maybe to encourage somebody else, yeah. And so all these things are happening in church. When you're worshiping, you are doing battle. You are doing battle. It's an opportunity for you to take a step forward. All right? And the enemy is against you at every turn in your life. And you know, I'm not one of these people that sees a devil behind every bush as it were, okay? There are some people that think that everything is the devil. Okay? And so their lives are just consumed because the devil is, is in everything. I'm not one of those people. Sometimes it's just life, okay? But other times there is spiritual opposition, okay? And it's serious, and it needs to be dealt with in the proper way, right? When the army goes into war, they go into war with overwhelming force, when they go into a battle to take an area or if, if a, um, an enemy has taken an area and they're going to take it back, they're going to bring twice the amount of weaponry, ten times the amount of weaponry to overwhelm the enemy, okay? Now, if they went into that battle without the proper weaponry, the proper training, they would be sent out of there if they lived, right with their tail between their legs running and screaming in fear okay because they got their butt whooped <laughs> all right if we go into battle without the proper weaponry then we're going to end up the same okay so what are we talking about here proper weaponry the bible says we don't fight as others fight with carnal with earthly with human weapons no all right so we're not talking a military response if you will though we liken it to that all right our weapons are prayer our weapon is prayer so listen whatever the battle is that you are facing in your life or may face in times to come you We respond with the proper weaponry. And the proper weaponry that we use is faith and prayer and the spoken word. Do you know that the words that come out of your mouth can determine the outcome of that situation? Right, So if we keep speaking, I'm never going to get out of this. I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to get a job. I'm never going to find a decent income. I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to get healthy. Then all of those things, is, your mind is consumed with it, and what you're speaking out of your mouth, you're speaking into existence. Do you understand that? On the opposite, if you turn that around... We can speak into existence victory. We can speak into existence joy. We can speak into existence power and strength, the ability to overcome with the spoken word. Now, I'm not talking about positive thinking, friends. There's a big difference between positive thinking and speaking the very word of God. There's a big difference. Positive thinking has its place, and it's good. All right, don't get me wrong. That is good stuff. It's good for you to think those positive thoughts. That's really good, and it's helpful, but it has its place. But when you're doing battle, positive thoughts ain't gonna work. Do you understand? When you're doing battle against an enemy, positive thoughts are not gonna work. If we take this back to a military uh, likening, The military doesn't go into battle with positive thoughts, okay? That's not going to work. They go in with overwhelming force and education, right? They know their enemy, and they've always, they've done their homework. Now, we've, in our history in America, we've made some really bad mistakes because we didn't get that intel, or we had bad intel, Right? And so we went in and we either got beat up or we didn't know how to fight our enemy and so on and so forth. And so it didn't end up the way that we had planned. But the times that we went in with overwhelming force and we had good intel and good training were unstoppable. And so it is with the Christian. As Christians, If we have the proper training here at church and the different functions that go on in church, and it's not just here, it's good, like to honor Israel, we're training ourselves, we're educating ourselves on the truth of what goes on in and around Israel, and we're aligning ourselves with Israel, yeah? Yeah? Because when we align ourselves with Israel and support her and protect her and bless her, God says, I'm going to bless you. It says that in his word. All right? And so this is just one happening, one event where we are educating ourselves and we are making a statement, I stand with the land of Israel. Why is that so important? Because God loves Israel. God loves Israel, and it was through Israel that God promised to bless the whole world, all of humanity. Do you realize that? That's why Israel is so important. Why did God choose Israel? I don't know. But he did. He did. God chose Israel, and His sovereignty, OK? He chose Israel to be the vessel through which He would bless all of humankind and provide the way of salvation, all right? And so the night to honor Israel is just one opportunity that we have to, to train ourselves, right? So when we face different adversities and different battles and different scenarios in our lives where things are not going the way we planned, I just... Jody was mentioning Michael next door, this young, strong boy who has been over to our church so many times, the trustees and, and myself and all. He's been over here helping with our church and flower beds and various things. He's a strong boy. And to hear that he had come down with this disease that most people don't live through, that was just so crippling, crippling. Crippling. And to see that it, uh, he must have lost 50 pounds. And from a young boy that doesn't have much, uh, you know, meat on his bones, if you will, he, he was a strong boy, but he lost a lot of weight, a lot of weight. And it was scary. He lost all his hair and couldn't do much of anything, had to quit all the stuff that he was doing. And for a couple of years, it was really rough. And now. <laughs> We saw him the other day and he's just giving us big hugs and smile like you would never know anything happened, all bright eyed and just so thankful that our church cares for him and most of you don't even know him. But we've been praying and God is faithful. God is faithful. And when I see those things, the power of God and and brother Russ Young, how they were going to take his leg. That's adversity, friends. That is something that Brother Russ did not plan. Little Michael didn't plan on getting bone cancer. And how do you face those things? You face them with faith. You face them with prayer. And you know what? Sometimes you are in a position where all you can do is go along with what they tell you to do. You have no strength, no ability to do anything for yourself. And so all you can do is just pray in your mind. And if you can speak, you can speak sometimes. You know? But the word of God, the Bible says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, are not earthly, not human. On the contrary, they have divine power. What does divine mean? Divine means of God, godly. All right? They have divine power for the pulling down, the demolishing of strongholds. Yeah? The weapons that we fight with are not earthly weapons. Okay? The weapons that we fight with are different. We fight with godly things, spiritual things, the Word of God, the things that you speak out of your mouth can change the course, the direction that you are headed. Okay? And that is difficult to do when you're feeling pain, Mm -hmm. when you are weak, when you are scared, when you're tired. It's difficult to speak things out of your mouth that you don't feel. Yeah? It's difficult to speak things out of your mouth that you don't feel. Do we have any football players here or football fans? Okay? Several of you are football fans. Okay. I am a huge football fan. Now, when your favorite quarterback Tom Brady take oh. Hey, hey. What? <laughs> a lot of people you got <coughs> stuff got to be cleared out of your throats there a little bit. <laughs> when your favorite quarterback Throws that ball. He's throwing it to a place where nobody is. He's throwing it to an empty spot, but he knows that his guy is going to hopefully get there. Right? He doesn't throw it right to where the guy is now because the guy's on a dead run. But he throws it to a spot where where the guy is going to end up. So he's envisioning, he's... In his training, he's throwing and waiting for the guy to meet up with that ball. If the guy doesn't meet up with that ball, there's a couple things that can happen, right? It can be intercepted or it's incomplete, okay? In the same way, we are speaking into existence things that don't exist right now. The very building that we are in, that we are setting in today was spoken into existence. How did that happen? I have a picture that we're going to... Brother Bill Sippel and myself and some others have been working on a project and it's going to be coming here really soon. But we have a picture where a number of us were standing in this where right now was a field it was just an empty field there was nothing on it we had the other buildings but where we are right now was just a field an empty field nothing and we're standing there and we're praying together and we're speaking into existence we're praying that god would provide the funds lord we need a sanctuary we we need a bigger sanctuary lord Provide the manpower, provide the vision, provide the funds, provide, make it happen, Lord. And so you're speaking into existence what you need to happen. And when we are fighting, we are speaking the word of God over ourselves, over our loved ones. Do you know that you can speak peace to somebody? You can speak joy an encouragement to somebody. You can speak protection over your children. Do you do that? Do you speak protection over your children? Do you speak protection over yourself? The words that come out of your mouth are so very important. When we're down, it's natural for us to speak things that are negative and are destructive. Don't do it. Don't allow yourself to do it. Speak things even though you don't feel it. Speak the scriptures. Speak peace. Read the scriptures and quote them out loud. Let your ears hear what you're saying. It's so important. It sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? It sounds like it's some sort of new, new age sort of uh, meditation, doesn't it? No, we are quoting scripture. We are doing battle with the weapons of our warfare, friends. The weapons of our warfare. When we come in church on Sunday morning to worship, we should be shouting and singing as if the very words that we are speaking when we're singing are the weapons that are going out against our enemy. Because that's what we're doing. If we're just singing, singing along, and you'd be really missing out on what power there is in worship. Do you know that when you worship, there has been so many times, friends. I'm kind of getting parched here a little bit. Excuse me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Where, where, Where were we here? Um... When we worship, when we worship, we are speaking into existence victory. We are giving praise that is due the almighty God that we serve. Yeah? If we come in and we are just singing along, we are really missing out on the opportunities to fight against the things the enemy is coming at us with, okay? and you may be of the belief that there is no enemy i choose not to believe there is no satan i choose to believe there is no satan okay okay well that's okay but that's not what the bible says that's not what the bible says right our hope friends our hope is in the Word of God. And when we worship, there is power. Do you know that you can change your mood and your overall state for the day by worshiping? That's some powerful stuff. I've seen it, and I've had it happen to me over and over and over. Something happens, and it just happens. It's just life. I mean... Sometimes you just feel like you've been just kicked right in the gut. And it just, you just feel like it takes the breath right out of you. What do you do? Do you accept it? Do you allow that to permeate you, to permeate who you are, and dictate what that day is going to be like? Do you know that you have the power to turn that around and make it what you want it to be? Even though the adversity is still going on around you, you can decide your response to that adversity. Yeah? And you do that by quoting the Word of God. You do it by reading the Word of God so that you are girding yourself, as it says in Ephesians 6, about the armor of God. We're taking up the full armor of God and we're putting it on. Yeah? And you can change the course of that day. You can change the course of your life by the words that you speak and the weapons that you use. We have the power to change the course of our lives, the course of a situation, the course of a day, by the things that we speak, by our response to that situation. By the word of God, by prayer, by worship. Those are powerful, powerful things. And you wouldn't think that something like that would be so powerful. You would think that, well, i got to do it myself. i got to figure all this out. Isn't that the carnal thing to do? We try to figure it out. And that's, that's my downfall. I'm trying to figure it all out. And my, my head just starts to spin in. And I start doubting. And pretty soon the anxiety begins to well up inside of me. Yeah? And then you start to fret and you start to fear. Right? But God says, with, we don't fight with normal weapons, with earthly weapons. The weapons that we fight with are divine. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. To demolish strongholds. The Bible says that the righteous will live by faith. It says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, is it impossible to please God? You may remember the scripture where Jesus said, if you have faith as tiny as a mustard seed. A mustard seed. Now, You've probably seen those, and we've talked about it before. But in the sweet pickles, the you know, bread and butter pickles there, you got those little round things in there. Those are mustard seeds. And that small seed grows up into a big tree-like bush. And Jesus is saying to his disciples, if you got faith, if you can muster up that amount of faith, then you can speak to this mountain and tell it to throw itself into the sea. Now, that's a pretty big command, wouldn't you say? But Jesus is saying that. He's saying if you can muster up this little amount of faith, that little amount is so strong that it can move that mountain. Yeah? So I ask you today, what is the mountain? (laughs) Yeah, look at that. How about that, huh? That's pretty cool. So what is the mountain in your life? What is the mountain in your life? What is it that is staring you in the face that when you look at it, you cringe with fear? What is it that is surrounding you that you believe you probably have no power over? What is it that has lined itself up against you that you can't control the lord said that if you got, if you can muster up that little amount of faith you can move that mountain what mountain is staring you in the face i i hear these people i see it on tv they climb these mountains, Mount Everest. Some people die doing it. That's, but just imagine that. That's, that's a really strong spiritual analogy. Climbing that mountain. Overcoming that mountain. But Jesus is saying, I'm not just telling you that you can climb that mountain. I'm telling you that with that little bit of faith, you can speak to that mountain. Tell it to beat it. Okay? so what mountains are in your life is it finances is it physical afflictions is it addiction is it emotional problems you fill in the blank you know god knows what mountain needs to be moved in your life god wants to help you with that mountain God wants to help you with that mountain. I believe that there are some people here this morning that need to hear those words, that need to hear that that mountain can be moved by what we say. And you know what? When you speak to a mountain, it's not just a one-time thing. This is something that I've learned. You have to reinforce what you said. Okay? Okay? Because the adversity don't like to go away. (laughs) All right? It's not just going to say, okay, you said it, I'm gone. It comes back and it keeps trying to push against you. Do you mean what you say? Do you really believe that God is on your side? Do you really believe that you can overcome this amount of power against you? Well, the Bible says this, friends. If God is for us, who can be against us? Do you know that all of heaven is backing you with the power of God the Almighty? When you're trusting in him, all of heaven is on your side and they're waiting for you to stand up. They're waiting for you to stand up. Don't be one of the ones that starts the race and doesn't finish. Don't let that be you. You take charge. You take charge. You're the one that is in control if you have God on your side. You are the one. You, the Bible says, we are more than conquerors through Christ our Lord. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Bible is just loaded with battle stuff. We have many great generals that had just minds like you wouldn't believe, and, and they have powerful words and sayings. But the Word of God is, is, is even more so talking about responding in battle and the victories that we can have. We, we, the Bible says that we go from victory to victory. <laughs> Amen. Would you stand with me today? Now listen, I've had a message ready for the last two weeks and God has chosen to, do, to lead in a different direction for two weeks. God is speaking to us. Some of you here need to hear this. You need to hear this. And you know what? It doesn't end with us just hearing It ends always with our response. Always, God is looking for a response from his people. Responding to his word. Responding to his beckoning. Come to me. Come to me. Amen. Brother, would you lead us in a song? As we sing this song, I want to give you the opportunity... To come forward and to lay down this thing, to bring it to God that is facing you that you may feel is out of your ability to overcome. Okay? And without God, it is. It's impossible. But with God, what? All things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Look at Michael. He's a walking testimony. Brother Russ is a walking testimony. Amen. I'm a walking tennis testimony. Four back surgeries. And here I stand today. God touched me. God will intervene in your situation as well. What is it that you need God to overcome? As we sing this song, don't wait. Bring it to the Lord. And let him change the course. Let him change the trajectory of your life. Amen. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh my soul. Worship his holy name and sing like. Sing it again. Come on, you got it. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, yes, oh my soul, let's worship His holy name and sing like that. pray together. Heavenly Father, we pray for each and every one of these people that has come forward today. Lord Jesus, we pray your intervention in their situation, Oh God. Yes. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would move in their midst. We pray that as they are here seeking your guidance, seeking your intervention, seeking your help, O oh Lord. I pray, O oh God, that you would move in their hearts. I pray that you would lift them up, O oh God. I pray that you would meet their needs, Heavenly Father. According, as your word says, to your riches and glory, Heavenly Father. Father, we know that you own all things. All things are yours. And Lord, by your word, you spoke the universe into existence, O oh God. And by your word, we find victory. And Lord, for each one that is here today, I pray that God, you would give them victory, O oh Lord. That you would raise up that faith, that you would cause it to rise up, and that you would cause them to speak the words, that they would speak the words of deliverance, that they would speak the words of joy. Hallelujah. Give them victory, O God. Give them victory, Lord. You know their needs. You know what it is they're asking for. You know what they are in need of. Be it finances, be it physical, be it emotional, be it addiction. Pour out your spirit, Lord God, upon these people, upon your servants, O Lord. Yes, Lord. Have your way, Lord, in our lives. Be glorified. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. As you leave here today, thank you for your patience, first of all. As you leave here today, keep in mind as you encounter different things throughout the week, that you have the power through your spoken word and the weapons of our warfare. Prayer, the word of God, worship, those things, fasting. Those are our weapons that we use to fight our battles.